is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome back to the Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm your host, Edward Kay, and I'm joined today by Liverpool.com's Matt Addison. And we are going to be discussing Thiago, as today marks two years since he joined the Reds. Um, it was an interesting, you know, first few months for him. He, he took a while to adjust. A lot of people might have been saying, you know, he's he's not fit for not fit for LFC. You know, you had um, the likes of Didi Haman saying he was slowing play down. But you know, just how far do you think he's come in, in those two years, Matt? And uh, how big of an impact do you think he's he's had for for Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a hard one to assess, really. I think you know the the two years have gone very very quickly. I think there's been certain times where the injuries and he had certain illnesses and, and various things that have kind of slowed him down. But I don't think, you know, anyone really could doubt him. He's he's almost come full circle, really. I think that the sort of transfer and his time at Liverpool almost started the, the few weeks or, or months, really, before he even signed. There was all the, the sort of talk from Germany that Liverpool were definitely interested in him. And all we were hearing was that Liverpool definitely weren't interested. And it, it kind of came out of nowhere in terms of suddenly Liverpool decided that they wanted him and, and went for him and, and got that deal done. And kind of the expectation really was that he would come in and, and be transformative for Liverpool. He's not a typical signing that they've made under Jurgen Klopp. He's certainly not a typical Jurgen Klopp midfielder, but this was kind of meant to be the, the game changer, really, the one that was going to come in and, and take Liverpool's midfield to the next level, offer them something completely different. And the first few months, as you say, were were difficult. You know, the, the reasons that I've already outlined, the injuries and various bits that, that kept him out have kind of been been difficult for him. He's, he's never quite managed to get a, a sustained period, really. It's it's not quite been Naby Keita levels of inconsistency and injuries, but it's it's been difficult for him at certain times. But I think, yeah, like I say, it's it's full circle. He came in with huge expectations, struggled to begin with, but now I just think no one could could really argue with it. I'm sure Didi Haman and, and all the rest of the people that were having a bit of a, a go at him for slowing Liverpool down and, and all the rest of it just... You know, they will have changed their minds, I'm sure, by this point, because I think we've seen just in the first few games of this season how open and how how poor Liverpool have been really without him. You don't want to get yourself into a position where, you know, you're completely reliant on a player like Thiago, who does get sort of knocks and injuries fairly frequently. Liverpool can't afford to, to be completely reliant on him, but... You know, it's it's completely obvious to anyone really just how good he is when you watch him. He, he's such an amazing player to just sit and, and watch him pass the ball. But just in terms of Liverpool's results so far this season, you, you just can't argue with it. When he's there, Liverpool have been, you know, pretty decent and, and pretty good and pretty kind of competent really in terms of the way that they play. Without him, they they just haven't been that at all. So, yeah, I don't think anyone really at this point can have any doubts. It's uh, just a shame, really, that they couldn't have got him a couple of years earlier. Yeah, you've touched there on something I want to go into on Liverpool's sort of the, like you say, the reliance we seem to have developed upon him. Obviously, still able to get results, grind out results without him, but it is such a different Liverpool team when Thiago's in that side. You, you see the difference against Ajax. Obviously, another a couple of other players came back, like like, like Sir Joel Matip and Diogo Jota, but he was the one you sort of hang your hat on, he's coming, Thiago's coming back, we need some control in this midfield and that's what he's going to give you, but with obviously that injury record, he's the wrong side of 30 when Liverpool signed him. Do you think that it is an issue how how reliant the Reds have become on him and 
when you take that and put it together with the injury issues, obviously, like you say, he's never he's never been quite navigator, but he's also not been able to really put a patch of too many games together without getting these niggly little injuries. Do you think that is an issue and have Liverpool become maybe a bit over-reliant on him in that midfield? Yeah, I mean, again, it's a hard one to, to assess. I do think they have been over-reliant on him, but then I suppose the argument would be, well, they probably didn't expect to have Curtis Jones being so injury-prone over the last sort of 18 months at the same time. You've then obviously got the injury that Harvey Elliott got last season. There's been a lot of other players out injured and I suppose what Jurgen Klopp might have, have said during the summer, um, if he was being completely honest, is that yes, all of these players in midfield do have you know injury problems between them, but Liverpool have to an extent been a little bit unlucky that Thiago has been injured at the same time as all of the other ones as well. You expect certain players to have injuries at certain points, but I think maybe if Naby Keita could be fit at the same time as Thiago being injured and vice versa, and they could kind of work those injuries between themselves across the course of a season, I think maybe then... You don't quite see such a reliance on one player, but as it's been, it's it's been a case of, of all of them being missing at once. You've had, obviously, the injury now to Jordan Henderson. We've not seen too much of, of our tour yet. There's been just a, a number of problems that have, have mounted up, really. And I think then it, it does become really, really obvious that they haven't got that kind of, of midfielder. I think Fabinho, I think, has struggled for, for a little while now for a variety of different reasons. But I think one of the biggest reasons, really, is that Thiago wasn't there alongside him. So... I think there is there is a heavy reliance and Liverpool do have to, to be careful. They're going to have to manage Thiago and I think they will be able to do that. I think, you know, the, the more players you've got back fit, the five subs now in the Premier League, the plan would have been really for Thiago to play uh, almost a little bit like what Manchester City are doing with, with Erling Haaland. I think he's one that, you know, you can't play him 90 minutes three times a week, but you can maybe get an hour off him and then possibly give him the, the last half an hour of, of a game off when you know the, the game might be done you know that there might be a couple of goals up and, and you can make those changes and rotate and rest and sort of manage these players of, of fitness of, of all the way through the, the course of the season but Liverpool just haven't had the, the opportunity really to, to do that so far when he has been fit they've needed him because it, you know think of, of the Ajax game it, it's been fairly tight or games when he's not been there they haven't had the options to, to be able to do that so they're going to have to be very, very careful with him across the, the course of this season. But I do think there's sort of cause for optimism almost that you can kind of get away with playing him almost as little as possible to, to kind of maximise the number of appearances and the number of games. It, it's not going to be 90 minutes on a Tuesday and then a Saturday and then a Tuesday again. But I think if you can maybe get 60 in each of those games, Liverpool are just going to be infinitely better off for it. Yeah, I think as much as every every Liverpool fan out there would love to see, you know, ninety minutes of Thiago every game, it's it's not going to happen now, is it? With him with him being the age he is, but I wanted to touch on sort of that relationship with fans because, I mean, to my memory, and you know, as, as a match going fan, I've never seen anyone who can so consistently make everyone, you know, everyone in Anfield just sort of purr with his passing, and just how much do you think that sort of helped to build up his relationship with the fans? Obviously, when he first joined. There was a lot of concern from people thinking maybe he will slow us down. Obviously, that's been rubbish now. But how much do you think he sort of built up that connection with the fans and how much how much of a well-loved member of the squad do you think he's become now? Yeah, I definitely think he is. I mean, he's he's one of those players that, you know, came in, arguably one of, of the most high-profile signings that Liverpool have ever made, to be honest. It's not really... You know, something we've spoken about too often, but he was one that, that came in having played for, for Barcelona and Bayern Munich. He'd 
won things for Spain. He'd won pretty much every trophy going, and he was coming to England to complete the set really and, and win you know the, the title in England as well. Obviously, hasn't done that yet, but there's a, a potential for him to do that at Liverpool. I'm pretty sure of, of that. They'll they'll go closer at the very least in the time that he's at Liverpool in the, the next few years. But I just feel like he was was one of those that was just something that Liverpool fans haven't really had the that kind of player to, to get behind. I think we've seen that, you know, this season the the fans already, you know, we saw him doing the, the lap when he came off in the, the Champions League going round and, and geeing everyone up. And, you know, I, I do think there is, you know, already a, a huge relationship between those those two sections, really, and not just Thiago, but other players as well. But I do think it, it really has helped that he was, you know, a genuine superstar that Liverpool have been able to attract. And it, it's not necessarily that they haven't been able to attract those types of players before. I know there's, you know, there's been... You know, a number of players, I'm sure, who would have have wanted to to come and play for Jurgen Klopp. But this is a, a combination, really, of a superstar and also someone who I think is really, really underrated off the ball. Fits perfectly into what Liverpool want, but also on the ball as well is is so vital. So it's the the perfect combination, really. I think of of those two things, and you know, I think I think that's that's probably one of the reasons that he would have come to Liverpool. Obviously, part of it was the trophies and had a look back actually for a piece I was writing for um, for Liverpool.com around what was the, the kind of first thing that he said when he came to Liverpool and that was the thing he, he wanted to to continue to win the trophies and I'm sure that was probably the first reason but I know he's he spoken earlier this week about sort of speaking to Xabi Alonso and kind of asking for his advice when he moved to Liverpool and that kind of thing and I do think that the fans will have come into it a huge amount I think you know he's been at, at big clubs in the past but I think for someone like him you immediately looked at it and thought, well, if he came to England, maybe he'd want to go to to play for Guardiola and, and Manchester City, and you could have seen him fitting in there. But he's obviously chosen Liverpool, partly for Jurgen Klopp, partly for the trophies, but part, partly for, for the kind of experience of, of Anfield and, and all the rest of it as well. So, yeah, it's um, it, it's the perfect blend, really. And I suppose what you would say is, is long may that continue. I know there's, um, you know, he's under contract for another couple of seasons. He's already had a, a season you know, where Liverpool have, have struggled, no centre-backs, no fans, all the rest of it. I think for, for him, he would have wanted to, to extend that further. And you know, the, the evidence so far, I think, is that Liverpool should should want to do that. I think he'll be 33 by the time his contract ends. You look at one or two other players at, at certain other clubs, you think of, of Modric, Real Madrid and, and Tony Kroos, even as a, a similar kind of age, you can kind of see Thiago doing something similar. And, you know, the, the evidence so far is that relationship is there that he would probably want to, to extend that. The agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, you make a great point there about him being that sort of that high-profile signing that Liverpool don't really tend to make. I mean, he was he was the first player I've bought the shirt as soon as we signed him since Balotelli, and that I mean that was for slightly different <laughs> reasons. You're not going to not get a Balotelli shirt, are you? But obviously, they both turned out slightly different. Um, but you touched there on what the rest of his time for Liverpool might look like. Obviously, still under contract for a couple more seasons. How much more do you think he can go on and achieve with the Reds? And do, do you see any kind of, you know, drop-off in his performances coming anytime soon? Or do you think he's going to continue to be dominating that Reds midfield for at least a couple more seasons? Yeah, it's it's a hard one again to assess, I think, mainly because of the injuries. I think, you know, in terms of the style of play, I mentioned Modric there and certain other players as well, I think are, are kind of similar where he's not someone that's going to have to sprint a lot. He's not someone who's going to need that sort of pace. He's all about, you know, 
being in the right position, being four or five steps ahead of everyone else, his technique isn't going to drop off. I think, you know, for, for him, he's probably looking at it and thinking, well, you know, he's, he's not that dissimilar of a player to, to Modric. You can kind of see him going on for a number of seasons. I think for Liverpool, the balance will be around those injuries. It'll be a case of can they manage him? And I mean, the, the argument that I would make and the argument that I've made in a piece this morning would be that if you were looking at it and probably it would be kind of heading into next summer that you'd probably look at kind of getting that new contract if he's going to get one. That decision is going to have to be made at that point in time, I think. And for me right now, you'd look at it and think, well, even if Thiago can only play in half of the minutes that Liverpool play in the, the season beyond 2024, you'd think it's probably worth it. I think you, you've seen the impact that he's had on them this season. If they can get that balance right, they can get enough midfielders into the positions to be able to be able to say to, you know, to Thiago, you can play, you know, half a game in the Champions League, or you can play, say, half a game, or even come off the bench in, in certain games for, for Liverpool in the Premier League. I think he's just so good that he's really in a position where that would be worthwhile. And I think for a lot of players, you'd look at them and say, well, it's it's maybe not worth it if they're going to decline a little bit, or if their injuries are in a certain way that you know you, you maybe can't justify it. I think there's certainly a conversation to be had, for example, around Naby Keita. I know it's it's a little bit unfair to keep pinpointing him in terms of injuries, but it's it's kind of hard not to have that conversation around the, the contract and that kind of thing. I think you'd maybe be looking at Naby Keita and thinking he's, he's just not fit enough that you can sort of justify that. But I think with Thiago, it's different. I think he's a completely different level of footballer. I think there's an argument that you can play him in, in half the games, like I say, and it would still be worthwhile. So, yeah, for me, I think it it would be a bit of a, a no-brainer for, for Liverpool. But I think for his perspective as well, I think he's he's still got a lot to achieve at Liverpool. Like you say, he's he's come in and, and done well so far. But I think, you know, he's he's ticked a couple of those trophies off last season in the FA Cup and the League Cup. But he's going to want to win another Champions League. He's going to want to win the Premier League before he leaves Liverpool. And I'm sure, you know, they would say that there's a realistic chance of, of that happening either this season or next. But I think you'd want to, to keep him around beyond that as well. Even just from a perspective as, you know, you're looking at, say, if Jude Bellingham comes in next summer or whoever else is going to be in this Liverpool midfield, I'm sure Harvey Elliott would say that he's learned a, a huge amount off him. Even just the experience factor, I think, would come into it. I think that the rest of, of his teammates can learn a lot from Thiago. So, yeah, it's been good so far, but I think there's still, you know, a lot, lot more to come from him over the next few seasons. And if it was up to me, I think... I'd be having those conversations around, uh, you know, an extra year or possibly an extra couple of years because I think there is a, a precedent really there now. I know he's going to be, you know, thirty-three by the time his, his contract runs out. I think his birthday's in April, so he won't be won't be that long into being thirty-three. And and those sorts of ages, we've seen it with Mohamed Salah now. We've seen it with you know various other players, Robert Lewandowski, loads of players across Europe that you can point to that you know heading into your mid-thirties doesn't have to be the end and. I just think the way that Thiago plays, that that certainly can apply to him as well. He's he's not, like I say, he's not one of those players that is explosive and relies on his pace. He relies on on other things, and and you wouldn't imagine that that's going to sort of dial down too much over the next couple of seasons. Yeah, as you say, there he's obviously he, he is he's got a play style that certainly lends itself more to you know fading into the sunset at Liverpool as opposed to performances dropping off a cliff and all of a sudden he's he's nowhere near that first team, but. I want to bring you back to obviously you mentioned the trophies and you will have come to England hoping for the to win the Premier League, obviously the Champions League as well. He scooped up that domestic double. 
that's obviously it's, it's not going to be enough for a perennial winner like him. How disappointed do you think he'd be if he reached the end of his time at Liverpool without, you know, getting his hands on that Premier League or maybe another Champions League while he's been here? Yeah, I think that that would have been the the main aim really to to come here and you know he's he's obviously won league titles in in Germany. It, it helps if you play for Bayern Munich, of course, in that regard. But obviously, has done it with Barcelona as well. And I think that was kind of the the next challenge, really. I think we we've seen it with a few players. Sadio Mane obviously left this summer to go and try something new. And I think I think that was a big thing when Thiago came to England was that he played, you know, for possibly the biggest team or certainly in the top two in Spain. He'd played for the biggest team in Germany. He wanted to to come and experience England and and have a, a bit of a go at that and prove to a few people that he obviously could do that as well. So I think, yeah, for, for him, obviously you come in and you want to win those two big trophies. Liverpool have, have shown that they can get to finals. At the very least, they can go and, and win it under Jurgen Klopp. It, it wouldn't be something that he would would leave and, uh, and be happy that he hadn't obviously won those trophies. But I do think it's, it's absolutely realistic. That's part of the reason that Liverpool were able to attract him. I think he would have looked at them and thought that it was realistic that he'd get to at least one or two Champions League finals. Obviously, already has last season and, and didn't quite go Liverpool's way on that occasion. But I don't think you can really rule them out for, for the next two seasons of, of either. You know, I, I know Manchester City have started well in the, the Premier League this season, but Liverpool are, are not out of it yet. And that's the, the big thing for me, really, is that I think if you're a player like Thiago or Salah when he signed his new contract or Jurgen Klopp when he signed his new contract, there's there's no guarantees in the Champions League. The, the Premier League at the moment with City is, is incredibly difficult. But I think the one thing that you can guarantee is that Liverpool are, are going to be pretty much there or thereabouts. I think, you know, if they didn't get to a, a semi-final in Europe this season, if they weren't, you know, at least in the top two in the, the Premier League, that would be a disappointment. So, yeah, there's there's no guarantees. Even if Thiago extended his contract, you can't guarantee that Liverpool will win the Champions League in that period. But I think, you know, ultimately he's got as good a chance at least of, of winning those two big things at, at Liverpool as he does anywhere else. So, yeah, I think it's um, it, it's one of those really... It, it, you can't you can't second guess who's going to win those big trophies, but Liverpool will be very much there or thereabouts. And if Thiago's there, that's only going to help them. Finally, uh, narrowing things back down to this season again. Then, obviously, been left out of the uh, Spain squad, which I mean, I was absolutely buzzing about. I imagine most Liverpool fans were. Um, gives him a chance to sort of rest up for another couple of weeks. Obviously, he returned against Ajax and was back to looking his, his imperious best. So how do you think sort of the rest of this season looks for Thiago in terms of when he's going to feature, how long he'll feature for? And, you know, how, how key of a role has he got to play for Liverpool if we are going to be challenging, you know, for the Premier League and for the Champions League this year? Well, firstly, I agree with you. I think that the Spain squad thing is really interesting. I think if he wasn't to go to the World Cup, that would be massive. I think it'd be absolutely daft from Spain to, to not take him, to be honest, I think. You know, he'd obviously be desperate to, to go, but I do think it would be, you know, hugely beneficial for Liverpool for him not to to play in those games, to be able to have a bit of a rest and almost have a, a bit of a second pre-season almost. I think it'll be the same for Mohamed Salah, Luis Diaz, one or two others that are not going to the World Cup. I think that'll be be massive, but at this point, it's, it's probably too early to, to kind of think too much along those lines. I think for him, it's, it's just a case really of not picking up these silly injuries now and again. I think, Liverpool are going to have to be careful. They're going to have to manage him. But I think, you know, it's no coincidence last season that they didn't get too many injuries when they had that bigger squad. You've just got to hope, really, that Curtis Jones can get over these little things. Jordan Henderson comes back. 
you know, there's there's options in that midfield that they can rotate and they're going to have to, to be sensible. I think you know, I mentioned that the plan that City have with Holland before, I think it's going to have to be something similar for, for Liverpool with Thiago. He's just so important and, you know, we, we've seen how much of a difference he makes. There's going to be certain games where you don't particularly need him. You think of the, the Bournemouth at home game, for example, that wasn't one that you know, Thiago necessarily needs to play, but had the, the Chelsea game gone ahead today, that's absolutely one that you'd want him to be there. So, they're going to have to be selective. They're going to have to pick and choose at certain moments. But if they can get him on the pitch for you know, 75% of the matches between now and the end of this season, they're going to give themselves a, a huge chance of, of going all the way in the, the two that they want to win. So, yeah, it's uh, it goes hand in hand, really. I think the more Thiago can can stay fit and, and be selective and just be a little bit patient, I think he's, he's probably going to want to play every minute of every game. But he's realistic Liverpool realistic that's that's just not going to happen the more they can get him on the pitch the better and if that means they have to go a couple of games that they would rather have him than, than not and, and just have him on the bench or, or coming on it's just going to have to be a, a case-by-case basis really but it, it's a shame that like we said before he couldn't have come to Liverpool and, and stayed fit or, or come to Liverpool a couple of years younger because we've seen how much of an impact he can have but yeah if if he can stay fit for the majority of the games, Liverpool are going to give themselves a great chance. Yeah, certainly still a massive role for him to be playing this season if Liverpool are going to challenge for those top two honours. But it's been, I mean, a fantastic two, two, first two years for uh, for Thiago at Liverpool. Here's hoping for at least a couple or a few more at this uh, high, high level that he continues to play at. But that is going to be all we've got time for today on the agenda. So, Matt, thanks for talking to me. Uh, make sure you check out everything else coming out this weekend over the international break here on the Blood Red channel and over on liverpool.com. But for now, from myself and from Matt Addison, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red channel.